Radio is a production of She Thrives, a space designed to help you take care of you through a holistic and maybe sometimes unexpected approach to your own well-being. I'm Taylor Gage, your BS-free health and mindset coach, and your host who loves lifting heavy, laughing hard, keeping it real, and seeing you live like you love yourself. If you're looking to stop merely surviving and instead start thriving, well, you're in the right place. You ready? You're listening to She Thrives Radio. This is episode number 96. And what do you think about this new little, new little intro? Mixing it up on you guys, huh? Keeping you on your toes. I thought this would be, oh, it'd be good. We're going to try it out, kind of doing it this way. Let me know what you think. Maybe you have no feelings whatsoever on the matter, and that is valid. Um, anyway, I'm excited to talk to you about today's conversation. This is this is actually, I mean, like a lot of my episodes are, I suppose, but this is a monster of a concept, and we are not going to cover all of the ins and outs by any extent today, but I just wanted to give enough, you know, I just wanted to throw enough at this your way for you to roll around and think about and ask yourself some questions and, you know, do something about um, if this speaks to you. So today's topic is on perfection or perfectionism. I have a lot to say on this and perfection actually is a two week long module inside She Thrives Academy, which is, of course, my 10-week-long mentorship-style coaching program. And most modules throughout the seven modules we cover together are a week long, so we sort of move, you know, from theme to theme and build on these things as we move through. However, perfection is a two-week-long monster that we tackle together, um, and there's, because there's just so much, there's so much tied up in this. So I will just throw that out there. If this episode today speaks to you and you're like, oh God, you know, there's a lot in here that I am resonating with or is really, you know, like poking at some places that I know that I need to kind of like unravel and explore and whatever, like um, you may want to check out SDA and I will leave the link in the show notes for you to go ahead and drop your name on the wait list. We are currently sold out in session. I got my students. We're doing our work but I run a couple classes a year. And so if you put your name on the wait list, you will be your first, uh, the first to grab your spot when doors open again. So I'm just gonna put that out there. This is a big part of what we what we do inside STA. So just pick that up, put that over there. Now you know, okay. Um, where do we even begin? Where do we even begin with perfectionism? This shows up in so many different areas of most of our lives. It is bonkers. Most of us are striving for some version of perfection in our bodies, how we, how we look, how we present ourselves, not only just our bodies, but like our skin, our hair, our clothes, our fucking fashion sense, our fitness, our whatever, um, in our eating, which is related to that, obviously, um, right? So we're either all in or all out. Raise your hand if that's your MO. I know that was definitely mine. There was no such thing as moderation or gray area or any of that business and how I was eating or living or thinking in any capacity was either like I'm doing it or I'm not, right? And so that's also perfectionism, right? You see that? So it's like, okay, I have to do this perfectly or it's a bust. Uh, We do this in our work. 
I know what happens with people who are working in companies and working for and with other people. And I also know what happens hugely in the entrepreneurial world as well. People who are working for themselves, feeling like they can't press publish on anything that is less than what they you know, deem as perfect. I know this happens in relationships as well and how dynamics look and feel. And I also see this come up for a lot of us in time, right? We wait for windows of you know, wide open schedules, or we wait till our bank account is perfect, or we, we wait till we're like kind of like perfectly ready to jump into something. This is something I see a lot with S- people who apply to STA. You know, I get a lot of people who say, oh, I'll do this later, you know, when my schedule opens up, you know, later, later, later. And that thinking is also perfectionism. Like it's not perfect right now. So I'm not going to do this thing that I know that I want to do. And we put it till later and big fucking surprise here for most people later becomes never just never happens. Right. Because that perfect window of time and schedule and bank account, and all these things like, of course, it never comes. So there's a million ways that we do this team. There is a million ways that perfect is playing us. And really what I want this episode to be about today is just, I really want you to open up this question and consider this. Cause I think that we actually wear perfectionism like a badge of honor. I think that it is Uh, A lot of us consider it to be synonymous with doing our best. Like, why wouldn't we want to do our best? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But my question or my, you know, my thesis for you today is that um, perfectionism has nothing to do with doing your best. And it is actually just fear. It is fear so loud that it's kind of like a, it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Right. I think that we, like I said, we wear it like a badge of honor. We brag about it. We say it's a weakness. We say it's a strength. Right. It's like this. Like I'm like committed to excellence. I push myself. I have high standards. Um, And I just want to take that whole thing and I want to rip it into a million pieces. And I want to throw it up in the air and do a dance while it all falls down. And we realize that that concept has actually been holding you back in so many fucking big ways that maybe, maybe have mostly gone unquestioned for you because of that perception of like how, what we think perfectionism is and how we kind of like brag and laugh about it. And so this is just what I, that's why I want to have this conversation because I actually don't think it's cool. I don't think it's a bragging point. I don't think it's a badge of honor. I think it is like you have a neon sign, the size of a billboard saying, I am terrified And that's what perfectionism is actually pointing to. Okay, so I think the first, you know, the first sort of facet in this conversation is that it's not most of the time when we're talking about perfectionism, it's not that we are personally, privately invested in or striving for or hoping for perfect. It's that we're hoping to be perceived as perfect. And I think it was actually Sheeran Escadani who was on the show in episode number 86 called Joy, Purpose, and Wholehearted Living. Uh, She actually talked about this in her interview as well, and I love the way she put it. She said that perfectionism is not about them, right? It's about you, which is just that concept laid out really, really beautifully, right? It's not about actually wanting to be perfect. It's about hoping to be perceived as perfect. It's about them. It's about the outside 
looking in. And I know that there are probably some of you right now going, no, 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 for sure. Like this is my own, you know, standards. This is my own expectations that we're setting. And to that, I would say, yes, I, you know, you're right, but with a massive subtext. So oftentimes when we are striving for perfection in any area of our life, really what is underneath that is adaptations, coping mechanisms, survival mode, and most blatantly, it is often a like a compensation for a perceived inadequacy, okay? So now a lot of it, I mean, this can come from anywhere, guys. This can come from a lot of different places. For a lot of us, this is in like the house that we grew up in, um, you know, our family of origin, sort of like the people who were, we were looking to for guidance and care. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean that our parents like explicitly said, you have to be perfect or I'm not going to love you, right? Like it doesn't need to have that much um, directness involved. However, if you, for example, get like an indirect message that you're supposed to be like, I don't know, like a baller athlete or something in your house, right? It's never explicitly said to you, but that's just kind of the message that you picked up, you know, through living with your family and you're not a good athlete and you don't enjoy it and you don't want to do it. Oftentimes, as an example here, what we'll do is like we'll move to a different area of our lives and we'll go, okay, well, if I can't do that, which I really needed to do to be able to like get the, you know, the gold star from my parents or, you know, approval or whatever, like I'm going to go and I'm going to be perfect over here. I'm going to get straight A's. I'm going to like over deliver, right? So it's like a compensation. And now that's kind of just a really broad, very kind of simplistic example. There's a lot of really complex ways that we do this. And again, far beyond the scope of just a a podcast here. This is part of what we really get into in my coaching program when I'm working individually with you so that we can open this up. We all adapt to our environment in really different ways. So maybe it wasn't that you turned to your school or, or your academics or your grades. Maybe it was that you actually still pursued athletics and you were like, okay, well, I've picked up this, you know, indirect message inside my household that I need to be able to do this in order to be, you know, get the approval that I am seeking, which by the way, is a natural thing for children to need, right? We need that sense of approval. And so we strive for a perfection in athletics. Okay, so you can, it can go totally different directions here. Again, really hard to cover all the complex ways that we do this inside a podcast, but I think you kind of get my, my point here. It's basically, if you feel like you are lacking and the perceived inadequacy is important, right? It's perceived, right? It's not a real inadequacy. It's a perceived shortcoming or a perceived flaw. And I'm gonna tell you right now, when you lift under that hood, when you take a peek at what's going on underneath that that striving for perfection in whatever area of life is coming to mind for you right now, you will nine times out of 10 find something that has the foundation of worthiness. I have to be this good at this. I have to be excellent. I have to be above standard, above average. I have to be absolutely perfect in how I nail this in order to be worthy, right? Good enough, good enough for their approval, good enough for my approval. And so to circle back to what we were talking about earlier, where for people who are like, you know, like I don't get this from outside pressure. Like this is coming from inside me. Like this is my standard I'm setting, not me trying to meet other people's standards. I would challenge that. I mean, I would also say you're probably right. You're probably right. This is coming from inside you. This is coming from in, in your voice, in your mind. It's your expectation, all of those things. Yes, yes, yes. 
The call is always coming from inside the house, right? But if we really open that up, if we really examine it, if we really follow that thought all the way through in a way that for most people is not super duper comfortable, but I think really valuable and important is that I think you will find something to the tune of this. I have to be perfect in this because if I'm not, I will be judged. I will be rejected. I will fail. I will be a disappointment. I won't be accepted by, you know, that person over there or myself. I won't be accepted by myself, right? And so this is what I want you to see. I mean, this is a concept that we talked a little bit about in the first episode of 2020 when I was talking about how we tell the difference between goals and fear. And this is the other side of that coin. This is the same discussion, right? I need to be perfect here or else I will not be worthy of my own acceptance. And guys, that's not high standards. That's fear, period. So what I want you to take from this conversation today is that perfectionism is not a doing your best, okay? It is an adaptation to your own insecurities, your own worth, like deep, deep worthiness wounds that a lot of us still carry around, right? Perfectionism is not an uplifting pull to reach higher levels. It is a punishing push to meet unrealistic expectations. And the reason we feel like we have to meet these unrealistic expectations, like I mentioned before, are super complex. They come from all over the place. They come from, you know, familial and societal conditioning. They come from people and rogue circumstances that we experience. Like these things just get pieced and patched together from a lot of different places. So it's really hard to say like the singular thing. Um, But I want you to see that, right? I want you to see how this isn't like a noble pursuit to be, you know, the best or whatever. It is... It is a wolf in sheep's clothing, and quite frankly, it is keeping you from yourself. There is a Brene Brown quote on perfectionism that I love, and she says, perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, and act perfect, we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. It is a shield. Perfectionism is a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when in fact it is the thing that is really preventing us from taking flight. She goes on to say, perfectionism is not self-improvement. Perfectionism is at its core about trying to earn approval and acceptance. Most perfectionists were raised being praised for achievement and performance like we were talking about earlier, somewhere along the way we adapted adopted this dangerous, debilitating belief system. I am what I accomplish and how well I accomplish it. Please perform, perfect. She makes the distinction at the end here. She says, healthy striving is self-focused. Like, how can I improve? Perfectionism is other-focused. What will they think? So this is not, this is not how can I grow? This is how can I be good enough? And that is the problem. Do you see that? And that's why this whole thing here about, you know, wearing perfectionism as a badge of honor, I think is absolute grade A bullshit. It, to me, when I hear people say that they are perfectionists, what I hear is I am terrified. I'm terrified to be seen. I'm terrified to make mistakes. I'm terrified to fail. I'm terrified for people to think that I am less than. I'm terrified to engage. I'm terrified to trust. I'm terrified to take a risk. I'm just fucking terrified. That's what I see. And here's the really interesting ironic part to that whole thing. 
all of us are scared of those things. Everybody's scared of being really seen. Everybody's scared of risk. Everybody's kind of scared of failure in some way, right? Like these are very human things. But the way that perfectionism plays you is that we wear it as like, a, I'm only going to give my best, right? We wear it as this thing of like a, a standard that we're striving to hit. And what that does is it keeps us from ourselves. It keeps us from our life. So we're all scared of these things. But when you say it has to look this way or it's, you know, a bust or it's whatever, not good enough or I'm not good enough. You have just taken, you have, it's self-destructive. It's, it's you sabotaging your own self. This is the point that I want to offer you in today's podcast. I want you to think about where this perfectionism wolf is showing up in your life. And more importantly, I want you to think about what it is costing you. What is it costing you? You know, we touched on some of this in the beginning of the show, right? Like when a lot of us deal with perfectionism with our bodies, it's costing us, I don't know, like a bunch of shit, right? Like trips to the beach with our loved ones or wearing clothes or outfits that we really want to wear or dressing appropriately for the weather to feel comfortable, right? Like it's costing us so much because we're scared to be seen. We're scared to have our bodies be seen because it's air quotes, less than perfect, right? When it comes to, um, you know, our work, like I was talking about earlier as well, specifically in the entrepreneurial world, like, oh my God, there's so many people who are scared to press publish because it's not, they don't, they don't think that it's good enough. They don't think they are good enough or ready enough to be able to be in a position to press publish on something, right? And so it is costing you your ability to pursue what you want to pursue. And more importantly, it's costing you reps, right? Because for anybody to be successful at anything, you need to get reps in. You need to try, you need to practice, you need to show up over and over and over, right? Jill Coleman always says that quantity begets quality. And I love that because we need some reps under our belt to get a feel for what works and what doesn't. But so many of us have our hand, you know, our finger quivering over the publish button. We never do it because that one thing isn't perfect enough. And in the meantime, what we've just done is we've like thrown the whole thing in the trash, right? We scrapped the whole thing. We never tried, right? We never tried. I mean, we could sit here and list the ways that perfectionism plays us all day long. I think you know, right? I feel like most of you probably have a sense for where this is showing up in your own life. And I just really wanted to offer this to you today. I just wanted to challenge this idea that this is like a really cool, like, I'm just, you know, I got high standards. I got good, you know, things. I'm chasing goals and dreams. And I actually want you to understand that at the very bottom, like ground floor level, this perfectionism label is just fear. And more importantly, like fear that all of us have, right? But it is fear that has become so overwhelming that it is keeping you from your life, period. And I think that, you know, we do a lot of this work, like I said, inside STA, we really deconstruct all of these things and and help people move through this. But I think one of us, I just want to like offer you this. People are drawn to imperfect. You think I have like a following and people who listen to this show because I come in here and nail this shit all the time? Oh my God, no. I mess up. I stumble over my words. I'm like half the time I'm just like making it up as I go on here doing this kind of show and this kind of, like there's nothing about this that's perfect. In fact, it is so imperfect that it 
creates people who go, it creates uh, relatability, right? Just going, oh God. And one of the examples I always like to use in, you know, my, in my program with my students is like, um, imagine you are at like, um, maybe like a wedding or something where you're in a little bit of a social circle where you maybe you know some people, but you don't know everybody. And like, there is maybe like a, a woman there who is just like, you know, air quotes, perfect, right? Not only does she look perfect, but she's carrying herself perfectly. And she's just like, you know, da, da, da. how do you feel in her presence? Now, I want you to think of the girl who's standing there, another woman who, uh, you know, maybe she's got um, a little bit of a stain on her dress or, you know, she's like kind of stumbling over her words or she just kind of like spilled her drink a little bit while she's talking or whatever. Like she's just like so she's not perfect. How do you feel in her presence? It's like everybody relaxes, right? It gives us room to be ourselves. So the other part of this is like the amount of connections and depths that you can reach with people in your lives, I think just like open tenfold when you give yourself permission to not fucking show up perfectly because it gives everybody else permission to do the same. And that's when magic happens, right? People are drawn to imperfect. And so I just wanted to offer you that to just kind of like think about, but I really just wanted you to ask yourself, like, what is this keeping me from? Where is it showing up and how is it holding me back? Where do I believe that I must meet some, you know, arbitrary level of perfect that I'm always working towards? By the way, that's the other sneaky bit about perfectionism is we never get there, right? Because it's a moving target. And I'll tell you why. It doesn't fucking exist. It's not a thing. It's a figment of your fucking imagination that you have created for yourself and you're chasing after. I'm going to tell you right now, you're never going to get there, right? This is kind of what we were talking about earlier with the schedule. Like people thinking like, oh, I want to wait till the time is perfect to do this thing. No, it doesn't work like that because that never happens. It never comes. There's never a perfect time. Just like you'll never have a perfect body or that, you know, blog post or um, whatever is going to be perfect because perfect doesn't exist. So where are you holding yourself to an imaginary standard so much so that it is keeping you from even dabbling in the things or living the life that you want to live? And I will end with this today, guys. Um, You know, like I said, there's a million ways that this shows up. So it's hard to give an example for every single category here. But I just want to offer you this. If and when you do spot a place that you have some perfectionism present, um, I really challenge you today, this week, now, okay, not later when the time is perfect. Okay. (laughs) I challenge you now. Take an imperfect step. And this does not have to be big and super scary. I mean, it'll feel uncomfortable, I'm sure. But it can be tiny, right? When it comes to, you know, perfectionism with your body, maybe what is one way that you can just like reveal even in the tiniest capacity that you're not perfect? Maybe it's like wearing, you know, some piece of clothing that you always wish you could or um, sitting a certain way or wearing a certain cut or whatever, you know, whatever is like challenges your level of comfortability with that how can you take one tiny step in that direction when it comes to you know the entrepreneurial world right like what uh what is how can you just press publish how can you press post on something small but now right imperfect but now when it comes to um your eating habits what is one way that you can intentionally disrupt your idea of perfect eating okay and have it be okay. When it comes to waiting till later for whatever it is that you want to be doing or you know you should be doing, what is one thing that you can do right now 
to pull that into your present versus having it always be this thing off on the horizon. And this is my challenge for you today. I want you to think about it a little bit. I want you to take a little bit of action around that and start to kind of like push the edges out on what your idea of acceptable fill in the blank is or looks like. Because no one can break this prison that you're in with perfectionism except for you, right? This doesn't come from somebody walking into your life and saying, hey, I think it's fine if you're not perfect. No, this is the, this is the, this is why this is so insidious. It is the call is coming from inside the house. You have to be able to take the initiative there and challenge, push your own edges on these things. So I encourage you to do so. And I hope this episode, you know, struck a chord. I hope it resonated. I know, like I said, there is no way that this is like an exhaustive, you know, full, you know, consideration of all the different ways that perfectionism shows up. If you want that, if you want to work through this and bust through this thing and feel like, you know, unfuckwithable, well, you know the deal. You come you come work with me inside SCA because this is what I do. Okay, this is what I do. Anyway, I hope this resonated with you. If it did, please let me know. Your feedback is always so helpful in, in, in producing developing, creating more content for you. I always like to know what's really resonating. Um, so you can do that by leaving a review. First and foremost, that is absolutely the highest compliment that does great things for uh, new people finding the show. And, or you could, you know, share a little tidbit on Instagram. I always love to hear that as well. So hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. today's show, please take a moment to share a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button while you're at it. If you're looking for some more She Thrives goodness in your life, you can find me posting over on Instagram at She Thrives blog. And if you're interested in learning how to work with me inside She Thrives Academy, head over to my website at www.shethrivesblog.com to learn more and check out all the deeds for you there.